0: Good Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenn DeGeek in Ocala, Florida.
2: And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March 22nd, episode 3143, brought to you today by Stateline Tech. Good morning, horse people. Ah, Wednesday, the day we cover Glenn's favorite topic, (laughs) horse health. And
0: Jamie makes you feel better about yourself with the latest weird news from around the world. Happy Wednesday. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. So, the mail came yesterday, and Jennifer got the mail yesterday and came in the house with this package. And she said, You got a package from somebody. I said, I'll just open it. And she opened it, and inside were these bracelets. (laughs) And (laughs) she's like, What does WWJD mean? And I said, Oh, my God. You got (laughs) You actually did. So on Wednesday, if you didn't listen to the whole show, at the end of the show, I talked about... uh, Or on Monday, right. At the end of the show, I talked about... Uh, bringing Scooter was having a bad day, and uh, I decided to to I asked myself, "What would Jamie do? And <laughs> would would Jamie take him out anyway? Would Jamie just put him back in the stall and go away and have coffee at a coffee shop? What would Jamie do?" And I I said to myself, "I think Jamie would be patient and just work through it, and just take your time and not get upset and all of that." And then you started joking about these bracelets that you had seen that really you had seen him. It's what would Jesus do? Um, but (laughs) no (laughs) no
2: correlation. It was just funny. Okay. I don't think of Jesus. Like, come on. (laughs) But yeah, WWJD, somebody gave me a bracelet that had WWMD. What would Monty do? Uh, so I thought, well, you said, what would Jamie do? And it triggered the memory of the bracelet. So yes, I sent you a gift.
0: I now have WWJD bracelets, but I have twelve of them.
2: You can't buy just one, Glenn. (laughs) They don't sell them in packets of one. I was picturing
0: myself wearing them on my ankles and my
2: (laughs) (laughs) all the way up your arm. (laughs)
0: So, so, what I'd like to do, if you'll let me, is the first 10 people to email me, Glenn at horseradionetwork.com, with their name and address and WWJD, what would Jamie do in the subject line? I will mail one of these out.
2: To you. <laughs> You're going to spread the wealth.
0: <laughs> yes. I think everybody that listens to this show, especially longtime listeners, should have one of these bracelets. So, now they're not made of gold, people. So, they're, <laughs> they're expecting gold plated bracelets. <laughs> no. There's no diamonds. No.
2: <laughs> Although I do think that you, in turn, to be smart, should tell your wife it's what would Jen do. I <laughs> mean, for sh- that. <laughs> oh darn! You, you could have played that. Jamie said that to me because what would Jen do? You always listen to your wife.
1: <laughs> If you could send one one of those
2: to Chad, that'd be great. I would have him email you. Glenn at horseradionetwork.com. Glenn with two N's and the name and address in the body. And what would WWJD in the subject line? You get one. The race is on.
0: (laughs) So today on the show, we have Sammy Jo Stoller, who's been on our show a number of times. And she's going to stop by to tell us why she keeps honeybees at her farm and why you should, too.
2: By the way, I don't think anybody wants one of these bracelets.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll find out. I got 10 of them to send out. In our Daily Dose Health segment, Dr. Wendy talks about dealing with arthritis, with Eastern medicine, and we have some mighty weird news. But first, we have to get to our Daily Winnie. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. <laughs> I have three auditor birthdays today, Juniper Dunn, Radley Watkins, and Jessica Troop who's our artist that does our Christmas art every year. So, happy birthday to all of you.
2: I didn't tell you any of this yesterday as I was doing it because I didn't know what was going to happen. So I went out to the field to bring in the horses yesterday and I took a look at Effie, who is my nine-month-old, ten-month-old weanling filly. And she was doing this weird thing with her mouth. Effie's the
0: one that you spent a fortune on after she was born, if I remember right.
2: Yeah, we're going to keep that train of going. (laughs) She's the one with the screw in the knee. She broke her leg. All these things. She's all sorts of drama. Anyway, I look at her and she's like holding her mouth really, really like weird, like pursing her lips like like together. And it just it didn't look normal. And so I threw the halter on her and I I brought her in and I start to look at I I lift her lips up to look at her gums and like a bucket of saliva falls out of her mouth. We don't have any clover here, so it's not that it's clover induced. So s- saliva comes out of her mouth, and I look at her gums, and they're black, like uh. black, and which usually means toxicity, you know, it, big problems. I take your temperature. It was a cold morning, and it was a little bit rainy. Um, and she'd been out, and I took her temperature, and it was 97. And I'm like, Oh God! So I call my vet, <clears throat> Dr. Julie. I'm like, Dr. Julie, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Her gums are black. Her temperature is 97. She won't eat. She's listless and dull. And she was like, I can't be to your house for like two hours. You need to get her to the emergency clinic right now. Hook up the, in the
0: hug up the trailer.
2: Hook up the trailer load her and then we go and the emergency clinic is an hour away. So I put her in the trailer and not what I was intending on doing is just, you know, with horses, you never know what your day is going to be. So I throw her in the trailer and we go rushing up to Oak Ridge. So daily when he goes to them for seeing me with no notice, you know, I mean, that's why they're emergency hospitals. Right. So I show up and I, I get her out and, and, and they go to look at her, do all her vitals. And she, the, the the vet dr b opens her lips and looks at her gums and he was like oh my god okay, that's, that's not good <laughs> that's concerning <laughs>
0: oh yeah it's never good when they say that
2: and then the intern walks over oh. and she's like pushes on the gums she's like hmm that's pigment her gums are actually black i was like what what my horse has black gums I've never seen a horse with black.
0: Is it, it's a recent development, or have you not looked at her? I don't
2: much? know. When do you <laughs> look at your horse's gums? Like the, the, she's a weanling. I, I don't know. I've never looked at her gums before. Still, she's got issues, but her gums are not toxic. So I'm like, oh, thank God. Because even the surgeon was like, oh, my God. And then they took the intern walking over and pushing on him like, no, her. it's like those chickens that are black and their meat is black. Like she's got like a black mouth, which is very strange. Normal colored tongue and all that. But her gums are black. So a and, and mental note for future reference, her gums are black. Anyway, Jeez. pull her in. She's obviously like in duress. So they bring her into the stocks and they start ultrasounding her because, I mean, a colic in a baby is like. That's bad. They, babies don't colic. So if they are colicking, it's, it's bad. So they start ultrasounding her side cause you can't like rectal a baby. And so they're ultrasounding and everything looks normal. And her heart rate is normal. And her temperature after the trailer ride had come up and her temperature's normal. And they're like, man, but her mouth like she's just holding. It. And, and when I brought her into the stall, I, I went to feed everybody so they would all be quiet, and she did. She's usually one to stand at the door and Winnie, you know, and nothing. And I go in the stall and look at her before I took her, and she's taking her face and rubbing it on the ground and on the wall, and like rubbing her nose and face in the dirt and pawing. That's the first like, thing
0: I thought of. She got bit.
2: What the heck? Like snake? So bite. they were like, you know what? Let's do an oral exam. <clears throat> And they open up her mouth to sedate her and get the speculum in there and open up her mouth. And they're like, there's one sharp tooth in the back. We'll file that down. But I don't know. And then he grabs the tongue, her tongue, and, and pulls it off to the side. And the entire left side of her tongue from the beginning all the way to the end is hamburger.
0: Mm. Hamburger
2: meat. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I've never I mean, and I'm From looking the up
0: sharp tooth.
2: Well, they're looking at it, and then they notice that her gums on the bottom on the inside are also hamburgers. So they're like, <laughs> it looks like something got lodged in between her tongue and her gum line and and like serrated it basically. And then they pull the tongue to the right side, and guess what they found in her freaking jaw. Foxtail. Foxtails stuck in her gum line and in her tongue on the other side. Now, for those that don't know, foxtail comes in crappy hay. I grew my hay here, and I grew 22 bales, but we had a drought, so I couldn't get a second cutting, so I've had to buy hay, round bales, and I bought from a very reputable place with really good hay typically, but they get it from different farmers and they drive all over the country to bring this hay. It's a, there's a hay shortage here in Oklahoma, so you're kind of at the mercy. And um, they're like, your hay has foxtail in it. So I'm, I'm telling you guys this story so you can see these things as well and, and learn to recognize these things. And I I mean, I'm driving to the clinic like she's going to die. I mean, if I'm going to an emergency clinic with a baby who's colicking, like she's going to, and so I'm like mentally preparing myself for not bringing her home, all these things. So they tell me that it's foxtail and that obviously the reason her mouth and she was rubbing her face and pursing her lips and all the saliva was coming up because of all the foxtail that was in her tongue and lodged in there. Ooh. And I just start bawling. I'm like. Well, first of all, it's uh, and I'm like I know I'm not supposed to cry when it's good news, but this is good news, <laughs> and I wasn't expecting to die. Like I'm so sorry, I don't mean to be crying right now. And they're like, it's okay, just take a breath, take a breath. The sweet technique, just take a breath. It's okay. And I was like, I just don't understand. Like I'm doing the best that I can, and I, and and the surgeon, oh, Doctor B, God bless him. He goes, you know what? You're doing the best you can. With what you have, he was like, there's a hay shortage all over this entire region. And you are at the mercy of these people who are selling. hay." he was he was like, this is happening to everybody. OK, this is bad luck and something that happens that you you were doing the best you can. And they just made me cry harder for it being so nice.
0: Uh, and so what so, happens now?
2: So uh, we brought her home. She's going to have to be on a liquid diet. Now, here's the other problem is I've got other horses. Well, that was, are... that's the
0: first thing I thought of is you have to check every horse on the farm.
2: I checked every horse on the farm. And I think because she's young and her, you know, she doesn't have like a callous mouth or anything. And there's only two other horses that are out on that bale she was on. I checked them. Everybody looks good. We immediately pulled the bale. Okay. Pulled the bale out. Oh, god the job that have you ever had to pull half of a round bell out of a net oh, that isn't is in a feeder veil?
0: Uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, my other daily winning to my awesome husband who is <laughs> just like oh my god we have to get that out of there so there's another one down in the bottom and i checked it out and it doesn't look like it has anything but then of course i couldn't sleep last night and i'm like we have to get that one out today too and he's like okay <laughs> so i contact the seller And I'm like, I send pictures. I'm like, I just, and by the way, emergency vet visit with an ultrasound of the organs, Mm -hmm. nothing cheap. So anyway, $500 later, I called a seller, and I, my personal vet was like, you need to lose your mind. And I'm like, you know what? (laughs) If I do that, I'm not going to get anything done. No, that's true. So I take a deep breath and I text him and I'm like, hey, I just had blah, blah, blah. And to t- explain the whole story. And I'm like, I understand that you, you know, are a, a broker for hay and that you don't grow it. But I really think you need to be made aware of the person. And then we track down this. The, the, I give them the dates that it came and the pictures that they sent me because they sent pictures of the hay and everything. We, we looked at it on the outside as just in the middle was where all these foxtail were. So anyway, so we get all this. This doped out, and they're like, well, "What do you want?" I'm like, "Well, I need some hay, <laughs> like some good hay, but also, you know, you can't do too much in this situation." So I just let them know that because they're they they do all their advertising on social media, and I don't want to be like, "I'm going to murder you yeah, on social media," yeah. but I will. But they've been really cool. They're like, "We take your word for it. We trust you. We're gonna like get some hay out." So they're bringing some hay out to me tomorrow, like. Really nice hay. Supposedly, it better be. And um, they're going to correct their mistakes. So that's the well, good they news. They might
0: not have known either in their defense. Oh, so.
2: there's no way they knew. Nobody would sell hay with foxtail except, in it to horse except people. Except for
0: cows, that would be. The yeah, only, yeah,
2: and 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 so anyway, they ended up contacting the person who grew it, and they said the person who grew it was like, "Sorry, you bought it." And so hmm. they're in a pickle. And I understand that it was that.
0: probably one patch in the field. You know, and when they bailed it, it, it got put in the middle. Yeah.
2: It was enough. Yeah. And uh, I still have, like, because I've fed four other round bales from this place, and I haven't had any problems. Um, so, I, I was like, just don't worry about those four. They're gone. But we have these two in the field that I have to pull out. And then another one sitting over here. I'm like, I need some more hay. Like, uh, anyway. This so poor
0: filly yes. has lived five lives already. She's not even
2: it's, 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 and so I have to go pick up Lucas from school with the Philly in the trailer, like, cause I, you waited it's on the the school way home. line with
0: the horse trailer? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah there's yeah. no line at this place. It's pretty big, but I, I pull up and I call him like, I'm out here with the horse trailer. I can't go around the back and pick him up and go through the little drive-through. Like, you're going to have to send him out. So I send him out. And <laughs> Lucas is like, who's in the trailer? Cause he's used to me going to picking up horses in Guthrie. And I was like, Effie. And he was like, why? And I was like. Uh, she had to go to the vet. He goes, Again?
0: <laughs> Same thing, Chad <Kat> said.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, to be my husband, plus his heart, like I thought she was going to die. And so the fact that I only spent $500 and I still have a Philly, like he was so cool. Like he was so great. He was like, Oh, I'm so glad that's the best outcome. And that's what the vet said. He was like, This is the best outcome that you could have. And he goes, And he's the one that did the surgery on her knee. And he looked at her and he goes, You know what? You deserve a win.
0: (laughs) So there's nothing they could put on it, right?
2: I mean, no, you just have to like let it heal. So they ended up floating. He's like, she got her first float. I'm like, she's eight months. <laughs> she
0: even it's not yet. cute. I did take a picture,
2: <laughs> but I'll take a picture. You can use the show notes today. Uh, Philly of eight months getting her first dental, which is not supposed to happen. Um, So he's like, she had her first float. That's so cute. I was like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cute. God, was, but she's yeah. okay.
0: Ew, yeah. So okay. they
2: floated that, and and he said, just keep her on like Soup. mash for yeah. a for a day or two, you know, and just she'll be fine. They they bounce back pretty quick, but got the teeth
0: sorted out and the tongue. Oh, I, I immediately it. thought a snake bite.
2: I did. Yeah, there was no swelling. It just was yeah. like she was just pursing her lips like in a weird way, and and I mean. I, well, if
0: you, I yeah, don't I'd think I things would in My mouth, I'd be pursing my lips. Too.
2: Yeah, but I, I don't think I would have freaked out as much if her gums weren't black. Black. Now you know.
0: Because, How do you tell yeah. she's sick? Do her gums go white? I don't know, no, I don't know. <laughs> Just
2: one more fun thing about this horse. Like I didn't even know again, that was a thing. I, it's the curse of wanting a black horse. I guess <laughs> you got one.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, so that so was I. Okay. But I'm glad I did take her in, you know, like, that's terrible. Um, but, yeah, so
0: anyway, right. that
2: was my day.
0: Fun, fun. I knew I texted you yesterday and never got a response, and I always know you're at the vet when that happens. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, like, it's a thing. All right, well, let's uh, find out from Stateline Tech what's going on over there, and then we're going to go to our guest today, Sammy Joes, joining us from Texas. We're going to change gears and not even talk about horses. Well, has your blanket been torn to shreds this season? I know a lot of you have had some nasty weather and your horses have been in blankets nonstop. If you need a replacement blanket, Stateline Tacks doing a closeout now and enter end of the winter clearance. And they have all kinds of blankets, but in limited size. You have to get over there and check them out today. You're, I'm seeing three left, one left, ten left, seven left. So head on over to Statelinetech.com right now. Check out the blanket savings. Some of them are up to 50% off, but you're gonna have to get your orders in soon to be able to get that blanket of choice. They have Amigo, Tough One, Gatsby, Defender, uh, more Amigos, Weather beatas, a bunch of Weather beatas, a bunch of Rhinos, uh, and there's even some Rambos in here, and all different sizes and colors. uh, So check them out today at statelinetech.com. Well, we have our guest on. She's been on several times in the past talking about her jumping, driving zebra, her water buffalo, her horses, and other animals. But today, we wanted to talk to her about an animal that she has thousands of, because she's a crazy bee lady. It's Sammy Joe. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. I saw your post the other day about coming home from grocery shopping at 10 o'clock at night in your bee suit. and. (laughs) And then you were you were very happy that your colony survived the winter and everything. And I thought, this is a topic we have never talked about in 14 years on this show. And when we lived in Pennsylvania, there were a lot of horse farms around us that had a guy, who one guy, who came in and put be- beehives all over their farms. And I thought, you know, there's probably listeners right now going, should I do that? So that's why I have you on. Why did you do it? And how did you get started in it?
3: Well you know, I've been involved in agriculture my whole life. So I've always, you know, known about bees and been familiar with them, but I've never actually been a beekeeper. And uh, about six years ago, in fact, I think it was six years ago today, um, one of my neighbors called me because I'm the person you call when there's an animal problem. And he had knocked over a deer feeder and it was full of bees. And he's like, can you come do something about this? And I was like, sure. <laughs> I don't have bees. I don't know a whole lot about them, but sure, I'll come get them. And, you know, I went... See
0: there is one in a hundred people listening to this right now that would say, sure, I'll come get your bees. And I don't know a darn thing about them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, so I did. I went and got this this giant deer feeder that was full of bees and got it home and didn't get any stings or anything. Got it home and set it up and and so that kind of started it. And then I said, okay, well, I really need to get into this a little bit. And there are bee clubs and associations in every state, in virtually every county, and they're a great free resource for learning stuff. I mean some of them have a small yearly fee, but bee people are so much fun because you go to these classes these like meetings that they have every month and instead of being like an outsider you're the new person that everybody wants to get addicted Mm. like now (laughs) so so they're like okay on tuesday we're doing this and on wednesday we're doing this and on thursday and then here's your mentor and and they just kind of throw all this stuff at you and you are a b person now
2: (laughs) Wait, is this kind of like when people um I have kids, and the other person's like, "I'm thinking about having a kid," and they're like, "Oh my god, parenthood is so wonderful! It's so great! It's so easy! It's so relaxing!" And then they're like, "Once you have kids, you're like, they like, ha ha ha, you win." <laughs> it's not really though Uh, the
3: fun thing about bees is that they're super self-sufficient so uh, like last year I mean I have eight colonies and last year I was just super busy with just life and work and competition and, and everything and so I pretty much didn't touch my bees all year and in the fall I stole a few frames for honey for myself and otherwise I just left them alone and that's the nice thing about them is that you get whatever you want back out of it so um, if you want to get honey and pollen and and multiply your hives, you can put more effort into it and get it. But if you just don't really have a lot of time, you don't really have to do a whole lot.
0: So, <laughs> so, so you know, we've heard about everybody's heard the stories about how bees, are, you know, how honeybees especially are are really beca- becoming an issue here in the United States, right? Um, and you know, is is that changing, or, or are we still having that massive issue?
3: And I think what, um, what a lot of people get confused about is the difference between like our honeybees and the native bees. Now, honeybees, you know, they're domesticated and they are certainly extremely helpful in some of our, our crops and, um, and pollination and honey and things like that. Um, and it's important to also, if you're, anybody can do, help habitat for native bees too. So if if we don't worry about the native bees, then we're going to get ourselves into more trouble. So, you know, everybody's, oh, you know, the boar bees dig a hole, you know, put a hole in my fence. Well, let it be. They're not going to hurt the fence. Let them live there. You know, they, they don't sting you. They're not going to mess with you. So uh, and they the, don't the want
2: domestic- to snuggle. They right. there's a
3: super bonus. <laughs> yeah. So, but the, you know bees with you know our agriculture we get further and further disconnected with agriculture i think the more the more people are drawn to cities and we don't realize how important the bees really are for pollinating and producing our food so um that's it's really really important that we maintain good healthy bee populations
0: so if you if um if so, if somebody's sitting out there on the farm somewhere, West Virginia, right, and they've thought about maybe getting bees in the past but uh, haven't done anything about it, what would you tell them to do? What would be their first? What would be their first step?
3: So definitely join the local bee club. Um... And, you know, learn about them from them. Um, there's a lot of things to also look into for the benefits for, especially if you have acreage, um, if you have property taxes. So I'm in Texas, I'm in Montgomery County, and the property taxes are pretty high here. So uh, you can get agriculture exemptions. So for Montgomery County, it's a 20-acre minimum to have an agriculture exemption, unless you have bees. So if bees, if you have at least five acres you can do the agriculture exemption. Hmm. So, like one of my neighbors, um, she's got 15 acres, and for one year, her ag exemption lapsed Lapsed for one year. Her t- her taxes were over $7,000 for one year, and then the next year there were 1200 because wow. of the ag exemption. So it's a huge difference
0: for... And how many colonies do you have to have? Does it say that you have to have 1,000 yeah, bees yeah. to get the exemption? <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
3: you have to have... Uh, like I have eight colonies for 10 acres. So I think it's something like you have to have five colonies and then one colony per acre and a half after that. It's some some formula for that. But so that's just for my county. Um, so everywhere is different. So there's definitely some benefits uh, for like property taxes on that because, you know, we don't make money on horses, right?
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> So, so with the bees, okay, now I have some bee questions. How many bees are in a colony?
3: Uh, there's going to be about thirty to 50,000 bees in a colony.
0: Wow, you have eight colonies?
3: Yeah, that's a lot of that's bees. That's a lot of
0: bees. <laughs> that's a lot of bees. That's a lot of honey. You could have endless amounts of honey.
3: There, There's a lot. You can get, um, you know, 40 to 80 pounds of honey per colony. Some produce more than that. Um, so, it just depends on what kind of nectar-producing plants you have around. So.
2: So my friend Jill keeps bees and she she's a proper beekeeper in the desert in Arizona. And um, she said that I was like, how do you not get stung, you know, and all this stuff? And she said that you can you can smell when the bees are angry.
3: Most definitely. They have a very distinct smell, and bees are pretty good about warning you. So you can get the smell warning, and then if you don't get that, they'll have one bee that comes out and bashes you in the face um, without really stinging you. They just kind of plow into you, and they're, they're like, that's your warning. You better he's, back he's off. He's the
0: scalp bee. He heads out ahead <laughs> yeah, of the yeah.
2: troop. <laughs> he's
3: the muscle bee. So the will just literally just like bop you in the forehead and give you a warning. Um, and, you know, I've been... I was stung once last year, and that was just because I, like, was just walking around and got one stuck under my arm. Um, And really, it's been several years since I've even been stung. So,
0: okay, well, I got to not... go back to when they're pissed off and they give you a warning. Do you back <laughs> off then and say, We're coming back a different day? If you, or?
3: Yeah, if you just turn around and walk away okay. um, and give them space. So, that's you know, not obvious... a time
0: to do clicker training and rewarding. No, them that no, point. definitely no. not. Okay.
1: <laughs> what
3: makes bees mad? So, depending on how much honey they have stored and what's going on in the hive, some of them genetically, so believe it or not, queen breeding. Um, they do artificial insemination for queen bees for specific genetics to be calm and to be gentle bees. Uh, and this is a huge deal. Like You would never think wow. of it until you get into the bee world that there is such a thing as queen breeding operations. Uh, so you can have gentler bees. Now, if they're in what's called the dearth, which is the time of year where there's no nectar producing plants. Um, so for us, you know, that's kind of in the early fall when there's not really any pollen or nectar. Um, and so the bees get super protective because now they're using up their stores. They're hangry. Yeah, yeah. So they're very <laughs> protective, and that's the time of year when bees might steal from other bees. So they're going to be protected during the dearth. In, like, the heavy flow where, you know, say May here, where there's a lot of nectar, a lot of pollen— man, you can weed eat right around those bees. You can open up the hives and dig around in them. And they're like, yeah, we don't care.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do they get, are they pissed when you take the honey out, when you take it and clean it? No, no? not
3: particularly. Uh, So if you handle them right, you use the smoke. So that kind of confuses them, keeps them from uh, producing the pheromone that gets everybody worried. And if you handle them gently, um, you know, sometimes I can just go take the honey and they don't even get stirred up at all.
2: Any I, issues with having livestock around them?
3: No. Um, now, I, I did post a while back about Wilson knocking over one of my colonies. <laughs> That's
0: your water well, buffalo? Your water- <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> so anybody who thinks that they want a water buffalo, just be prepared for destruction because he's the most destructive <laughs> creature in the world. So he's been living with the bees for years, um, for six years now, and he knocked over the my first original colony, which I still have in the deer feeder. And something tells me that he made them very upset because he wouldn't go over there for a while. <laughs> so <laughs> I think they figure out that they should leave them alone. So I've never had a problem.
0: Wilson's oh, yeah. died. Yeah,
3: yeah. Wilson has really delicate uh, skin. Like he gets a mosquito bite, and it's like a golf ball.
0: Really. I, didn't I have to that. keep oh. him really
3: covered in fly spray. Okay.
0: I have to ask you about Wilson because we haven't had an update on Wilson in a long time. Is he, how old is he now? He's 14 now. How old do they live to?
3: Uh, you know, it's kind of like a horse where some of them are old at 18 and some of them are 30. So it's, it's a similar thing where uh, some of them. Yeah, be some answer. of them are old at ten <laughs> and some of them are twenty ish. And he's a very young fourteen. He still runs laps around the field and destroys things. So does,
0: you were <laughs> using him to haul hay and things out. He was a working yep. buffalo at that point, a water buffalo. Yep. Is he still?
3: Yep. Yeah. Uh he still does does odd jobs from time to time and he loves being hitched up to his yoke and pulling things and doing various work.
0: Sammy Joe, your life is you you have an amazing life. <laughs> I gotta tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> I have really, fun with it. You really do. And again, you're the one in a hundred people would say, "Yeah, I'll come get your bees," um, <laughs> <laughs> not knowing anything. This has been fascinating. I, you know, I hope that more. We need more people to have hives at their farms. And yeah. obviously, we're the pla You know, it. We have the property to do it. And, you know, nobody's going to put them in their backyard a quarter acre in the neighborhood, right? So...
3: Uh, People actually do that quite a bit in Houston. Uh, It just depends on your your county and city regulations, whether or not you can have them. And there's how far you need to have it from a fence. But lots of people have a a colony in their backyard in the middle of a city lot. And it's pretty common... Uh, even down in Houston.
0: My neighbor would love that, I think. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs)
3: You usually don't even notice that you
2: have them.
0: Well, I definitely send me a picture of your bees, um, and we'll post it in the show notes for today's each show. Each one. Yeah, each one. Every, one, That's right. one That's all of them.
2: Right. And their names. <laughs> <laughs> and their names. <laughs> uh,
0: you know what, though? I got to say this. We, when we lived around the farms that all had bees, uh, he would bring over, after he brought it in and he put the honey in the jars, he'd bring it over. And I mean, it's probably two days old when we would get it, right? Right. Uh, and boy, it, there's nothing like the taste of that. It's just incredible um and he would have the the different ones that you know fed on different things and you could taste the differences it was really amazing yeah
3: and depending on the time of year you know they there's different kinds of pollen and nectar that that make the flavors different and especially you know regional too so honey from virginia is not going to taste the same as honey from here because we have different plants
0: sammy joe thank you for joining us i appreciate it well thank you for having me This Horse Health Report is brought to you by Daily Dose Equine, non-GMO core nutrition for horses and ponies of all ages. Dr. Wendy spent some time with us a while back, and she was talking about arthritis in horses, and we haven't revisited that in a long time, so I thought we would uh, get Dr. Wendy back to talk about arthritis in horses and how to deal with it from the Eastern medicine point of view. (music) Now it's time for Dr. Wendy Ying to show up, pop her head up, and do a traditional Chinese medicine segment. And this time, we are talking about arthritis.
1: Yes, arthritis. This is the most common thing that we deal with in horses, right? I mean, everybody talks about arthritis. Anytime you're buying a horse, you're worried he has arthritis. And anytime your horse goes the least bit lame, you think, oh my God, he has arthritis. Arthritis. Right. So, what's arthritis? We all know that because arthritis is the same in people, in dogs, in horses. Right. It's when your joints get, um, you, you overwork your joints and your joint fluid is not as squishy. Right. You lose viscosity, it's not as thick. And so, what happens is that you don't have as much cushioning in your joints. So, then when you put weight on your joints, you have pain. So your joints actually uh don't have any blood or nerve supply. Right? The the way that the cells inside your joints get food is by you moving your joints and that squeezes uh the nutrients into the cells. So that's why sometimes when you don't move around your arthritic joints feel more painful. And that also happens with horses. Um, and in Chinese medicine, we talk about two different forms of arthritis. Uh, this is kind of focused on geriatric horses, right? Older horses with arthritis. But we have, you know, I always talk about the yin and the yang, right? So we have a deficiency of your yang, which is like your your furnace. So... That's the arthritis that gets worse when it's cold. Then we have a yin deficiency arthritis, and your yin is your air conditioner. So the yin deficiency arthritis is the kind that's worse when it's hot out, like worse in the summertime. And you know, uh, Glenn, have you ever heard of that old wives' tale that people with arthritis can tell you when it's going to rain yeah, because yeah, their joints hurt?
0: That's right, because everything starts to hurt.
1: Well, there's actually a scientific reason why that happens.
0: Because of, I always thought it was because of barometric pressure.
1: It is. It's the barometric pressure. So you know how sometimes you can see joints get swollen, right? It looks like a little puffy balloon by the joint. Well, barometric pressure is like the weight of the air against your body, right? right? right. So it can hold that swelling in. Well, when the barometric pressure gets lower, you can imagine a balloon, right? If the pressure is lower, the balloon can get larger. So that stretching of the um, the joint capsule, it pushes on the nerves more, and that's why you get more pain. Mm. Um. So, uh, the reason I so I, that was just a side thing. The reason I talk about the yin deficiency arthritis and the yang deficiency arthritis because you treat it two two different ways, right? So if you have a horse that is much worse when it's cold out and has uh, that kind of arthritis, then that's the horse that's really going to respond well to things like um, the back on track blankets, you know, Mm -hmm. they're going to respond to uh, the things that keep them warm. That's the kind of horse that might need a quarter sheet when you go out in the cold weather, when you have ones that are worse in the heat, then those are the horses that might respond better to massage and they might respond better more to um, a, like more movement, right? So, And also you need to make sure you keep them hydrated because dehydration, the joint fluid is made from the plasma in your blood. So if you get dehydrated, which a lot of times in the wintertime you know, animals will get dehydrated, they work hard, they sweat. Your joint fluid gets uh, a lower volume and it um, can't cushion your joints as much. So, um, we have two different formulas to treat arthritis. For the heat deficiency, for the yang deficiency and the yin deficiency. So, we talked a little bit about the equine duo earlier in the show. That's for horses like geriatric horses that are struggling with arthritis that have problems when it's cold. Um, but obviously, that formula warms the body. So, if you have a horse with yin deficiency arthritis, This formula is not a great choice because this will make your horse more hot. So this is why sometimes people just see, oh, it's arthritis formula. I'll use this. But that is not always the case. That's not going to help your yin-deficient horse get better. So for yin-deficiency arthritis, we have an herbal formula called Degu-P. And that actually, um, one of the main ingredients in there is uh, root from the goji berries, and I talk about goji berries a lot, right? Uh, But we use it a lot in Chinese medicine. So that tonifies your yin. It tonifies your air conditioning, right? So that has herbs in it that helps your joints and then also tonifies your yin. But like on the converse, you can see how if you have a horse who's having trouble keeping warm, you don't want to give them yin deficiency herbs you don't want to give them herbs that will will, uh, make them colder so that's how we look at arthritis in tcvm in five minutes
0: (laughs) (laughs) and so where can people find the products
1: so people can find that at uh, drwendyying.com and you can just search for, for the products. Um, there's one other thing I wanted to say yep. about joint therapy. With arthritis, um, I find that it, the treatment works much better when you do integrative therapy. So there are times when I will say to people, uh, you know, you need to talk to your general medicine vet and think about getting joint injections. Maybe it's gone so long that they actually do need that. Uh, And they can have intra-articular joint injections. And then acupuncture and herbs can help lengthen the time between the joint injections. Because joint injections aren't great, you know. Um, But maybe instead of having to have joint injections every six months or every year, you can push it out to a couple of times a year to manage a horse like that. Also, um, I always recommend Adequan and Legend. Uh, for joint therapy, which legend is hyaluronic acid and adiquan is glycosaminoglycans. And both of those molecules are what makes up the fluid in the joints. So that those are really easy things you can talk to your veterinarian about to do to not only help your horse with arthritis, but we can also give those to horses a uh, younger horses in work before they show the signs of arthritis because it's chondroprotective, meaning it protects the cartilage that they have now. So that's always a good idea. It's, it's, uh, it's very safe to give because it's, uh, molecules that are already in the body and it's a great way to protect your horse's joints so that they live a long and healthy life.
0: Very good drwendyying.com.
2: I'm here with the mad scientist who developed daily dose equine horse feeds, Janet Geyer. And I wanted to have a quick chat with you because daily dose equine horse feeds are non-GMO whole food nutrition based. And a lot of people go, oh, that comes from a small dedicated feed mill. I won't be able to get that when I travel. They're wrong, aren't they? They are. You can get it through Chewy anywhere in the United States. Or
3: if you live locally in Maryland and Northern Virginia, you can get it delivered.
2: There you go. Chewy.com, it will deliver it anywhere you want. You can also schedule delivery in advance, so you can have it delivered every X number of days. And you can go in there to your account and change it every time you move horse show venues. So check it out today, DailyDoseEquine.com online or Chewy.com.
0: Well, I have a big announcement speaking of Eastern medicine. Uh, the Chi University, that's where Dr. Wendy teaches. It's the premier university for vets here in the United States to learn about Eastern medicine, all types of Eastern medicine and herbs and all of that. Uh, they're going to start in April doing a once-a-month episode here on Horses in the Morning. So Yay! one of their vets is coming on, um, who I talked to and is absolutely lovely. Wendy will be making appearances every once in a while. And basically, they're going to talk about Eastern medicine. And horses, all the different things from from herbs to you know just all the different ways of doing Eastern medicine that you've heard about over the years, and they're just going to expand upon it, and and they're also going to talk a little bit as it applies to dogs as well. So I I'm very excited about that. She's a it's a fascinating place. We've gotten a tour before, uh, and the people who run it are just dedicated to what they do, and they have classes now that are two hundred vets. When they started years ago, they would have ten or eleven vets in a class, and now. They're There's 200. That's how much Eastern medicine has taken off in the United States. That's amazing. That's going to start in April. You can look forward to that. Well, a couple of uh, things, people I wanted to acknowledge today that have passed away. It just seems like we've had a lot of uh, fascinating horse people that have been, you know, legends in the the horse world that have been passing away recently, and I didn't want to let these two go. One was Larry Roberts died. Uh, You know Larry Roberts because we've had him his son on, Robbie Roberts. Robbie Roberts came on the show a number of times to talk about building a little facility called the World Equestrian Center. His father and mother were the ones who organized and did the plans and did everything to get it built. They lived here, and they're the ones that got it built. His name was Larry Roberts. He passed away this week, and talk about leaving a legacy. (laughs) I mean, your legacy is the World Equestrian Center. So, a lot of people don't know, where did they get the money to do this? Because it was all private money that built that, almost a billion dollars here in Ocala. Uh, In 1965, Larry Roberts, this is the father, you heard the son, Robbie Roberts, on the show with us. We've never had Larry on. Uh, He started, he bought one truck. He lived in Wilmington, Ohio. He he wanted to start a business, so he bought a truck. It was a Ford truck for hauling furniture. And he started hauling furniture for people just being a furniture mover. And after a while, he got bigger and bigger and bought more trucks, and his motto was family, service, safety, and quality. He's, this trucking company is very uh, concerned about driver safety. So eventually, he got to the point where he had enough trucks that he bought Mayflower moving. So uh, Mayflower was one of the first companies that Larry Roberts bought. Um, and we all know who Mayflower is, right? Well, over the next 55 years, the family continued to own and operate the trucking company. Now has over 18,000 employees and 21,000 tractor trailers. So that's... And they they really were in innovation and technology and keeping everything up to date computer-wise. When computers started coming in, technology was the reason that they were able to be so successful as they modernized the trucking industry through technology. Um so, you know, and then he was a horse guy. So back in Wilmington, Ohio, he built the first World Equestrian Center in Wilmington, Ohio years ago. And then he bought a property down here with the housing, had a, ho- a whole bunch of houses on it called Golden Acala. And then beside that, he started buying up all the land and that's where they built the World Equestrian Center. So that's how, if you're ever wondering why, how, how the Roberts family came to do this, that's how they came to do it. And it was, uh, Larry and his wife who were the ones that really built the center, built or built the World Equestrian Center, planned everything down to, to which tree was going where and, and the whole thing. They were very involved with it the whole time it was being built so he's definitely going to be missed but talk about a legacy Uh, also I don't know have you ever heard of Kevin Freeman yeah. In the, in the eventing world. Yeah. So oh, yeah, he was an Olympic medalist uh, and a member of the Oregon Sports Hall of Fame. He died March the 10th at the age of 81. He was a member of the United States equestrian team in eventing in three Olympic Games, winning silver medals in team competition at the Tokyo Games in 1964, Mexico City in 68, and Munich in 72. He finished fifth individually at the three-day competition in Munich, and he was the U.S. champion and won the Olympic trials in nineteen sixty. And I remember his name because when I met Jennifer, it was like 35 years ago, and she was an inventor, and he was just a name that you heard then. Uh, Bruce Davidson, who we all know, said, I was 21 years old and very much the kid on the team. Kevin was very helpful to me. He was a friend. He was a mentor. He gave you confidence. He was the best teammate anyone could ask for. <clears throat> so he passed away recently, and we just wanted to acknowledge those two because they've done so much for the world of horses, and in uh, Kevin's case, you know, for eventing around the United States. So, um, so there you go. I just wanted to make sure that we acknowledged them today and, and uh, our best to their families. Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in Jamie's Weird News.
2: I mean, it's really not my weird news. It's y'all's weird news or y'all's stories you found and sent to me. So if you're reading the news somewhere, wherever you get it, and you see a story and you're like, that's super weird. Email it to me, jamie at horseradionetwork.com with weird news in the subject line. Just like Glenn, Lindsay, Allie, Lori, Nicole, Amanda, Jolin and Karina did. Thank you all so much for participating and uh, doing my work for me. So, um, Glenn, you've seen the movie Shawshank Redemption, right? yes. I mean, it's I a classic.
0: It a time, yeah.
2: It's one of those that comes on and no matter where it is in the movie, I just watch the rest of it.
0: Yes. You know? Yes. I don't know why. Yes.
2: Um. Anyway, the, two prisoners in Virginia, I think also have watched the Shawshank Redemption several times because John and Arlie, 37 and 43, managed to escape their cell by digging a hole through a wall with the aid of what tool a toothbrush that's right they dug through their wall is they're a probably toothbrush
0: made of diamonds <laughs> i
2: don't know um the newport news sheriff's office said two inmates were missing during a routine headcount at 7 p.m on monday and they had they found out that they dug a hole through the wall using, quote, primitive made tools, and they fashioned a toothbrush and some other metal it's objects. A
0: concrete wall.
2: And then, they, as you see in <laughs> Shawshank, it might be, you know, old and cheap. Who knows? They then scaled a high prison wall and made their escape. Boom! They were gone. Glenn, if you were in prison and you had escaped, where's the first place you would go?
0: Uh, far, far away from where the prison is. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah. Do you know <laughs> Don't what tell me they did? stopped. <laughs> Don't tell me that they stopped at Waffle House.
2: I up. <laughs> no, they didn't. That's right. No, they, they didn't. They were quickly found because <laughs> they were immediately went to the International House of pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, so they're back in jail and uh, probably don't get toothbrushes anymore. <laughs>
0: Those pancakes are really good they are you really called good. it man that was pretty good <laughs> they're really good pancakes.
2: Oh this is weird. Some people they try to sneak things through their luggage and um I mean don't do this. Oh wait hold on we have a sounder. You oh, gotta play it. You gotta oh, play
0: it. I'm trying to find it. I, you, you mean this one?
2: <sighs> don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that last Friday, and I said some people need to send their submissions in so we can have an audio sounder of them actually saying, "Don't do that. Don't do that." This is the perfect moment for this because the uh, I custom what's
0: it that sent us to us. Do you remember? Oh, no,
2: I don't. Hold on. Give me a second. Uh, let's see. It was Libby.
0: Libby, thank you, Libby, for that. We'll be using that one. <laughs> uh, perfect. You're gonna
2: ha- have it ready. We're gonna play it at the end. Um, customs officers at the Detroit Metropolitan Airport made an unusual and potentially dangerous discovery in a passenger's luggage: six giant African snails.
0: Oh, those this- things get to be like a foot or two long. They're huge.
2: And they also like completely destroy the environment. They lay like 2,500 eggs a year. They had a
0: big problem with them in Miami.
2: That's what the article said. It took millions of dollars and 10 years to get them eradicated. So, people, (sighs) don't do that. Thank you. Thank you, Libby. Exactly right. Next story. We appreciate (laughs) it. You know, people are they love to sue other people, um, and uh, this story is no different because this is, I mean, this is a big deal. This is a big problem, and I totally understand why you would sue. The plaintiff's name is Ayman Halim, and he currently resides in Chicago, and he has decided to file a lawsuit on behalf of himself and potentially many others across the country who are affected by what this plaintiff claims are false and deceptive marketing and advertising. (laughs)
0: I I know exactly the story you're doing.
2: (laughs) It is, it is a crime. Buffalo (laughs) wild wings. You're selling Buffalo wild wings boneless, but really all they are are chicken nuggets. And he takes offense with that. And you should do that no more. That's right. He is suing Buffalo Wild Wings because their boneless wings aren't just chicken nuggets.
0: Did you hear the result? No. There's zero. been a the follow up. Um, the judge threw it out. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, but Buffalo Wild Wings has come out and admitted that yes, they are in fact white meat and dark meat. You know, they're basically chicken nuggets. They've admitted it now.
2: They also tweeted this It's true. Our boneless wings are all white meat chicken. Our hamburgers contain no ham. (laughs) Our buffalo wings are 0% buffalo.
0: (laughs) Okay, I give credit to whoever's running their social media. I love it. That's pretty good.
2: (laughs) All right, last one. Well, Glenn, we gonna have to go down to Milledgeville, Georgia, because this story is just enough, as the first line in the story says, to make people throw a hissy fit. That's right. <laughs> One woman in Milledgeville says, and Milledgeville is just outside of Athens, like it's pretty rural. Actually, my dad lives real close to it, if that makes any sense.
0: We've heard your dad on the show. You know
2: what? My dad gets here tomorrow, so we'll put him on the show on Friday. For those who haven't met my father, he does sound like he is from Milledgeville. Okay, so here's what happened, Glenn, is she found a woman in Milledgeville. Her name is Mary Carswell, and she has lived in a rental home for seven years with no problem. However, lately, it's becoming a bit of a problem because she has found six snakes in her home in the last year and a half six snakes. She says, "You know I love this place, but I ain't going to live with snakes." She says, throwing her hands up in the air, "She saw a snake in her home a year and a half ago and she says, quote, I didn't know what it was. It was dark, it was at night. I'm coming out of the bathroom and yeah, I killed it. I beat him." That's right. She says, you know, after that happens, you don't sleep for two or three nights, but then you just get used to it again because you don't see it. Um, but see, here's the problem, Glenn, is that there there is a snake problem, but real problem comes from the um, infestation of rats in her home. Okay, so you get the rats in your home, the snakes is going to come because that's food. She says, you know what? I can't put fruit down. I can't put cookies can't put nothing down there's just rats everywhere she said her home is starting to sag in areas her gaps are starting to open up and all this you know what Uh, she did call the landlord she said i called the landlord and asked him place she rents this place and she (laughs) loves it glenn okay she did call and ask the the landlord to bring an exterminator for the rats but he never did what he did is he came out and he brought some sticky traps and they ain't caught nothing (laughs) <laughs> and she's having some problems with them her health the Georgia and stuff. rats
0: are smarter than sticky traps.
2: But she says that it's time to go. Okay, as you know, she's been paying. She's I've been paying to stay at a hotel every night on my own dime, and I'm also paying rent. I don't understand. You know what? I'm gonna call. Have to call somebody else and get this taken care of. Uh, and so what she did is she called her daughter, um, whose name is Demetrius Strange. No, that's right. Demetrius no. Strange, like, yeah.
0: right <laughs> like right out
2: of Harry Potter like right out of Harry Potter or Marvel or something I don't know Like Harry Potter meets Marvel um and 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 Strange says you know we've been complaining to the landlord for years and he ain't done nothing you know it's time for us to go this is this is the reason I did this story for this quote <laughs> he's been known about it the whole time it's nothing new He's been known about it. (laughs) He's he's been known about it. Anyway, um, so Demetra Strange, she did, so So y'all know, she did start a GoFundMe to help her mama. So if you want to help her, you can go search oh, for- please
0: tell me how much money it has in it.
2: Oh, wait, hold on. Here we go. I'm going to click on it because this story went viral. We're going to see how much Demetra Strange has arranged. You know what? Th- their goal is $10,000 to help her mama, and um, they're at five thousand five hundred dollars really? right now. <laughs>
0: Oh my God, I'm shocked.
2: <laughs> At the end of the day, I want ten in there, people. You have a job. <laughs> Bless her heart. You know what? It's time to move, baby.
0: Yeah, I don't care how much you like. Oh, you know, first two rats and one snake. I'm out. I'm not hanging around.
2: He um. doesn't been known about it. Okay. <laughs> so country. I love it. I love it. <laughs> anyway, those are your weird news stories for the week. This is my favorite segment. And I think it's my favorite because I I go over all the choices that I have with my husband before I do oh. <laughs> the story. And I mean, there was the woman who stole eight bottles of champagne from Walmart. She just walked in there and loaded them up in her garden, walked out. And oh, they know.
0: I thought she put them in her pants. That was going to be my.
2: You, you know, what's funny about this story is that they don't know who it is. OK, a woman walked into a Walmart and filled up her cart with champagne and walked out and they don't know who it is. But let me tell you what they do know. She was driving a pearl white Lincoln MKZ with tinted windows and a sunroof with a Florida license plate. She's five, six to five, eight. She was wearing a tan hat, a black graphic T-shirt with the word Aaliyah written on it, camouflage shorts, a white, gray and orange shoes and a black and white checkered Dior purse. But you don't know who it is? How can you see all that without knowing what her
0: okay, face Okay, wait a minute. She's like? driving She's driving a, a $100,000 car and has a Dior purse and she's stealing champagne.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Again, weird news. Anyway, I go through all of these with my husband and he helps. I I mean, so there was a story about the guy who was siphoning gas out of cars and ended up catching uh, everything on fire, including himself. And they can't find him. <laughs>
0: The I one I know. sent you today, you can use next week. Um, the
2: burned guy. Yeah, Which the, one did you no, send me?
0: The lady who uh, was trying to get rid of the evil spirits in her house.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 will do that yeah, next week. I've got that one as well. The burning away her pain. Yeah, yes. I mean, you yeah. know, it, there, there's so many. But again, I have to pick, and uh, Chad helped me choose. So I just read headlines to him, and he's like, oh, I got to hear. His favorite was the toothbrush, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't really know how they got through the wall with the toothbrush. I really don't. My <laughs> toothbrush like, doesn't, wouldn't be that strong, I don't think. His
2: take on the story was a little different than mine. He's like, it takes such an evil genius brain to be able to figure out how to escape prison, and then to get caught at IHOP down the street.
0: <laughs> you you gotta figure that one of the things they probably serve at prison is pancakes because they're cheap. So you're gonna go to I go someplace else. I saw Sauce Josh. Taco Bell was, would have been that, better.
2: <laughs> that was not pancakes in the Shawshank. There was bugs in it. You know, they're
0: feeding it to the crows.
2: Anyway, yeah, there you go. There's weird news. Jamie at horseradionetwork.com. Weird news in the subject line. Thank you.
0: All right, we're going to wrap up today's show, but you guys have to prove Jamie wrong. She does not think anybody's going to want WWE. J-D bracelets. Unless you
2: want it for the real purpose. Nobody wants to be like, what would Jamie do? Like, <laughs> she Jamie not think would probably anybody's going to
0: I have 10 of them. I will send them out to you free. Email me at com with your name and address. And the first 10 will get these and we'll prove Jamie wrong by Friday. We so will if it was a package
2: of 12 and you're sending out 10, does that mean you're going to wear one wrong. and Jennifer's going to wear one? one. <laughs>
0: I'm keeping one and now I have to tell Jennifer. Oh, I talked to Jamie today and she said that was what would Jennifer do.
2: Yeah, obviously. Coach Jen is like organized and got it together. Me, I'm rushing horses with black gums to the veterinary hospital right. thinking That's they're right.
0: dying. That's right. Hold on, we're gonna talk a little movies and animals. We're gonna take a quiz in the post show. We'll see you all.
2: Stay neutering guild. Thank y'all. Daddy will be here tomorrow, so you can hear him on the show on Friday okay. if he can get up the stairs. We
0: have, to, we have to come up with the topic. Time for the Auditor Post Show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense.
2: Do you notice how when I get really loud, my parakeets get really loud? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did notice that. they do. Their volume does go up.
2: Uh-huh. That's I told sure. John, I'm like, you need to cover them because like when I get loud, they get loud. He's like, is that why they do it? I'm like, yep, I think <laughs>
0: so. I'm noticing a correlation. <laughs> well, I found this quiz. It was about uh, animals in movies. Now, this is not just horses, but this is all animals in movies. So I thought we could, uh, we could take the quiz and see how we do, okay? All right, okay. so...
2: Like like what animal goes in what show or something? I don't know. Surprised. What is
0: the name of Aladdin's monkey sidekick in the movie Aladdin? And a boo. A oh, boo. There you go. Okay. We'll pick a boo. And you are correct. I know. You said that was good. You were good. All right. No, you got that one. I would have never gotten that one. In the movie Beethoven, which breed of dog is the title character? Well, that's easy. That's St. Bernard. Yep. So that was easy. That was. Wait. We
2: should say our answers at the same
0: time. Okay, that was way too easy, though. Oh, what type of sea creature was Willy from the series of Free Willy movies?
2: One, two, three, killer whale.
0: Oh, I was going to say orca. Same thing. Is it? Yeah. All right. Yep, it is. You're right. And you
2: didn't say anything. I'm sorry. You said nothing. <laughs> me one, to it. The whole thing is one, two, three, say it. <laughs> one, two, three, blah. Oh, I won't and- know
0: this one uh because i hated these i never watched them i didn't i watched them but i think i slept through most of it in the lord of the rings movies what was the name of gandalf's horse
2: shadow facts
0: okay I, i'm gonna go with you because i again i slept through all those movies you are correct look at thank you. you thank, look thank at you. you i'm impressed so far here Um, (laughs) A big white and delusion?
2: I'm not going to know. Oh, I know this
0: one. Which of the following is the name of Harry Potter's pet snowy owl? Three, two, one, Hedwig. Hedwig. Yes, I knew that one. Sorry, I was a little away from the mic and jumped forward. I knew that one. What type of sea animal was the protagonist of the movie Flipper? I never saw it.
2: One, two, three, Dolphin?
0: The protagonist. So he would be, that would be the one who was the evil one in the movie. I don't know. You want me to pick Dolphin? Because I have no idea. Mm. Uh, By the way, you're 100% correct so far. Dolphin is correct. Look at (laughs) you. I thought maybe there was a
2: bad Dolphin, or are you getting the definition of protagonist wrong?
0: No, protagonist is the one. I I thought that's the
2: antagonist.
0: I don't know. (laughs) I don't care. I didn't see the movie. Uh, what was the name of the... The leading
2: character. <coughs> Protagonist means leading character. Oh. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, that was <laughs> the opposite. What is the name of Dr. Evil's cat from Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery? Do you know? Uh, was it... It started with a B. Mr. Bigglesworth. Yes. I Okay. Yep. Well, I got the B right. All right. Doing good. 100% so far. What type of animal was Charlotte from Charlotte's Web? Well, that's pretty easy. That's a spider. I mean. Stupid. Yeah, that's a dumb question.
2: Come on, challenge me. Give me some more shadow facts.
0: Ron Burgundy had many friends, but maybe none closer than his dog. What was the name of Ron's dog from the movie Anchorman, The Legend of Ron? Do you know? I've never seen that movie. Hold
2: on. He was down and he was like. Oh god, I know this one. He's down in the bear cave and he saved Ron from the and then somebody's jack black threw him over the edge and he was yelling, "Oh!
0: Do you want to we give you the oh. a, the multiple choice? <clears throat> just give me the first letter. D, a B, an O or a J.
2: No, just tell me the first letter.
0: I don't I don't know the answer. <laughs> I don't have the, oh. I have to guess. <laughs> Oh, so how are you guessing? I'm just... Baxter! 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 Yes, you are correct. See, I only see the answer after we guess. Oh. Uh -oh. Um, I'm still
2: 100%.
0: Yeah, and I never saw that movie, so I don't know. Um, What is the name of the character played by the capuchin monkey in the movie Night at the Museum? Oh, 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 oh. Wasn't it...
2: I was thinking Friends. I was going to say Marcel. Wasn't it
0: Louis or something stupid? Let me see Baxter. Think Dexter? Dexter. Dexter. You're right. And, watch but I watch way too uh, much TV. Yeah. <laughs> half of the people guessed Louie and half guessed Dexter. So uh, Louie? Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Uh what's the name of the movie where Simba the Lion leaves after the death of his father, grows up with his friends?
2: Oh my god, and, stop and, um, Lion King Go next. Yeah, I <laughs>
0: know that, that was easy. I, I even knew that one. Uh Who is- I have seen Lion King. In the film, uh, is it K-E-A-N-U? Con- Keanu. Keanu. What type of animal is the title character? John Wick. No, what type of animal? Is <laughs> <laughs> well, he could be considered an animal in some of those movies. But um, have you ever seen all the John Wick movies? I am, I've am. i seen the
2: first two now.
0: Okay. All right. What animal is the type of animal? I don't know. No, no.
2: Keanu? I don't know. That sounds like a donkey. I'll
0: give you the choices. Dog, rabbit, cat, or parrot?
2: I think dog. I think, I'm think i going to go with dog.
0: <sighs> oh, we got it wrong. It's a cat. Oh, damn it! We're, we're at 92% now. What happens to this dog ends up chasing a... What happened... Boy, this is written by AI. What happens to this dog ends up chasing, causing a lot of pain for everyone in this movie? What is the name of John Wick's dog?
2: Oh, man.
0: You saw him. I haven't seen those for a long time. I don't
2: know. It's been a while. I got it. I, don't I can know, give you four was, choices.
0: Bazooka, Daisy, Chance, or Lucky?
2: Daisy, because it was his wife's favorite flower.
0: How did you get that?
2: Because it rang a bell.
0: It's a dog. I I,
2: don't, I couldn't <laughs> tell you anything else about any movie except for the animals,
0: okay? Though he later turns out not to be a rat, what was the name of Ron Weasley's pet rat? Scabbers. Yeah, Scabbers is right. I knew that one. Because Jennifer's made me watch the Harry Potter movies each about 16 times. Mm-hmm. But Um, I have a
2: child, so it's the same.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In the movie Dumbo, what type of animal was Dumbo? Oh, come on. Next. That's just too simple. What is the name of, is it Mowgli's sloth bear friend from the Jungle Book? Another one I've never seen.
2: Mowgli's sloth bear?
0: Yeah, sloth bear friend. I mean,
2: Baloo was a bear. I don't remember a sloth friend. Baloo's
0: one of the options. You want me to pick it? Yeah. Blue. He was a sloth bear, apparently.
2: Okay, well, I learned something new today.
0: What is the name of Dorothy's dog from the... Oh, that's another easy one. Toto. Toto! Please, give me a break. That I even, I, if I can get them, they're easy. Uh, oh. <laughs> In the 2014 film Gardens of the Galaxy, what was the name of the raccoon who is friends with Groot? Come on, rock Rocket. That it. was no, too easy, too. In the 1995 movie Babe, what time of animals babe?
2: Oh, God. Move on.
0: Okay. Some well, of these, these are, are stupid. They're getting really easy. They're yeah. running out. <sighs> we got 19 of 20. You got 19 of 20. <laughs> <laughs> That's who got 19 of 20. You got at least four. I probably, I probably got four
2: in a relationship when you're doing stuff like this like one's supposed to lift the other one up and then when that one's struggling the other lifts them up you lifted up nothing
0: you know i I wasn't very good at the lifting part (laughs) (laughs) oh this is in in the movie labyrinth david bowie's character turns into what animal was it a raven a bird
2: Man, I literally one of Lucas's friends came over and started watching this and he was like, "Lucas, this is the best movie." And he turns on Labyrinth and like I think we made it through 10 isn't minutes. Isn't
0: it slow? So, like really. It was old. That's an old movie, isn't it? It's
2: old and this kid loved the movie and we started watching it and I was like, "Okay. Like this is not." Have you
0: gotten through Have you gotten through any of the Willow series? The new Willow series that's out.
2: I saw Willow
0: use your wand when I was a kid. No, I mean, there's a new one out. There's actually a new series out about, uh, called It's Willow. It continues the story. No. Uh, yeah, I couldn't get through that either. Um, yeah, I couldn't. Oh, in the movie Gladiator, what kind of animal attacks Maximus in the Coliseum? The tiger. I think it was lions or tigers. I don't know which. The, why
2: are you questioning me? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> these are harder. <laughs> I should have done this quiz. <laughs> I do know this one in the movie 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. What kind of animal attacks the nautilus? Wow. That's that crazy. <laughs> yeah. How old's that movie? That's got to be really old. You know what I came across uh, the other day? And this is the old version. Of, there's two of these. And I came across the old one. And I. it's one of those that when you, it starts, you have to watch it. Um, and it's not Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. It's... <laughs> um, what is it? 80 days around the world or uh, around the world in 80 days
1: uh-huh. Yeah,
0: Uh-huh. at the old version. And oh, my God, it's so campy that I just had to watch it. I just <laughs> keep going. with I it. haven't so seen campy. that one. Oh, yeah, it's old. It's I don't know, 60s or 70s. It's old, but I had to watch it.
2: If I watch old movies, it's because there's horses in it.
0: So I was thinking, and maybe the auditors could get some kind. We should start. You know how they, how over on the dressage show, because they're sophisticated, they have a book club. Well, neither neither one of us read. So how about. How about? It just
2: made me choke. I just laugh so hard, like <laughs> thinking about us. Having We're not a book doing club. a
0: book club. How about a movie club? And we designate a movie that everybody, all the auditors and all of us, and have to watch every month. And then at the end of the month, we have somebody come on. We have one or two auditors come on, and we all review the movie. And I review it from the horse husband point of view. Um, you review it from the sappy point of view because that's what you are. And then we get we get you know neutral people to come on and, and talk about the movie. We kind of have a book club.
2: Or I like movie it. club. The movie movie club, but we will have to come up with a name for it.
0: Yes. And then maybe at the end of the month, too, I also can start a chat in the auditor room where they can chat about the movie. So everybody gets to participate in the movie club.
2: Have you been drinking? Because you come up with all the ideas when you've been
0: drinking. I, You know, I w- wasn't <laughs> last night, but I may have been recently. <laughs> Champagne does that to me. <laughs> and well, I didn't steal it. Oh, are you the one that stole it? <laughs> she brought it right over here. Because <laughs> driving my Lincoln, I can't afford champagne.
2: Is your Dior purse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave you, and I'm going to warn you, that I found a list of 30 best cowboy and Western puns. And it might make an appearance all through Friday's show.
2: Okay, don't do it now. I got to go. I time for this. How did, cow- How did this. the
0: cowboy set fire to his chaps? He was riding on the range. <laughs> you have that to look forward to. I'm too excited. Congratulations. You made it through another post show. Thank you for all your support. Love you, Nina. Bye. Go ride your horse.